0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Philam Creatives Voices. 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 This is our <laughs> podcast uh, talking about Filipino Americans who are in the creative field, and um, Philam Creative—we're an organization of, as we say, creatives. A lot of filmmakers, fashion designers, artists, and uh, and I mean, what would you say we do, Arlene? We do so much.
1: We bring a lot of uh, very important topics out from coming from Hollywood. We create platforms for Filipino Americans uh, in the creative departments. Uh, it's pretty much like everything that you can think of when it comes to crew, um, talents, photographers, so, fashion,
0: actors, um, and writers. And like myself, I'm the I'm Walter Talents. I am the vice president of Film Creative. And this is Arlene de la Pena. Howdy. We are your hosts for today. Um, And today's, who's our guest for today?
1: We have Miss Mia Cortez.
0: And it's going to be an awesome time talking to her because she's a friend of yours. And. She's a
1: powerhouse, guys. I'm I'm so excited to have her here today. Uh, she owns her own production company. She she her hustle is so strong, guys. She started from the bottom up doing PA work. Uh, she also used to be a dancer on Wild and Out. And mm. did you do you dance, Walter? That's the real question.
0: Uh, in the clubs, yeah. Let's
1: <laughs> well, uh, show us some moves. What's that, your hey, move? Hey, What's your go-to? Don't be shy. I don't
0: think we can uh, show what I.
1: Oh, oh, it's like uh, that. Yeah, okay. I don't think, only uh, certain nights. Can you see Walter? Pretty Thomas much
0: dance. <laughs> Saturday nights at Noshkin. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. This is a rated G show, so I, I don't think I can dance on screen for you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Whoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of Filipino Americans uh, we're, we're so multi talented, right? So we have a lot of people who can sing, who can dance, uh, different types of um, uh, dancing out there, from yeah. like hip hop to lyrical. Um, gosh, like so much.
0: And I feel like the funny thing is like we do it for fun or we do it as a hobby. But I think the the best part about who we are now and the Phil Amp Creative is not, it's not just a hobby for us anymore. It's, we're actually trying to promote it and people are trying to make a living doing the arts because for so long uh, we're told like, you can't, you can't do the arts. You have to be a nurse or a doctor, or an accountant. Hey now. And, but as Phil Amp Creative, we try to celebrate the creatives, the people who dare to be different, who dare to um, go for their dreams, right? Um, like we all had different professions. Uh, you were, aside from, you were a dancer before too, but you, had a, you were a nurse.
1: I, I danced for fun. I, I used to do uh, kind of like competitive hip hop dancing back in the day. Yeah, what was uh, the name of your dance group? I mean, you know, I was actually a break dancer in the 90s, guys.
0: Roll some tape. (laughs) No, I'm just
1: kidding. (laughs) Uh, You know what? There was a meme that recently came out about me, and, um, you know, that's kind of what I looked like when I was breakdancing. Y'all should check it out sometime. Uh, Actually, uh, amazingly
0: enough, I wasn't really sure. There's this photo, and um, I don't know if we'll, we might cut to that photo (laughs) right now. And like that, and um, <laughs> it was for Mary Grant's production, who is a friend of Phil. I'm creative, and uh, Phil. I'm creative's podcast voices. She's been our guest, and Arlene was on the <laughs> shoot with her. And
1: we, we recently did a production, um, and we were doing like a series of skits. And it's funny because like one of the characters, um, we. We needed somebody to be a liquor store owner during this liquor store scene, and um, and of course, I thank you to Island Blue for um, you know g- giving Getting us this awesome, awesome uh, parody shirt. Uh, parody of Harry Potter. Y'all can just look at the picture. I won't even say it. <laughs> but uh, so anyhow, like we were trying to think like, oh, what's a good like, you know, liquor store? Like we want it to be like this awkward moment where <laughs> where the guy comes in and he's like looking for this thing and he sees this this liquor store owner. And it, it's me. But what, I, I tried to channel a different Arlene.
0: <laughs> what I will give you is that I didn't know if that was a current photo or An old photo. I will give that to you. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's an awesome uh, throwback look
0: from the 90s. That being said, going back to throwback look, we're going to go meet with Mia and talk to her about dancing and being a dancer and doing skits in Wild and Out uh, when she was in MTV. So we'll be right back with Mia Cortez. Today's episode brought to you by the good folks at Filipino Worker Center
2: from the heart of historic Filipino town. PwC focuses on providing programs that help meet the immediate needs of workers and their families,
1: while at the same time building their leadership to take collective action
0: for long-lasting change. And welcome back. Uh, We are here with Mia Cortez, producer. And... uh, Mia, welcome to our show.
1: Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Okay, oh, hey, Arlene's here too. Sorry. <laughs> no, see sorry. see how he just forgets about me? Forgets me we forget. completely. Well,
0: <laughs> when you're a guest is this stunning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh.
0: a, I I kinda forget that Arlene's with me. Sorry.
1: It's true. <laughs> it happens all the time. That's why I gotta be like this. <laughs>
2: she'll she'll get on you too. That's true. Like that. Mia knows. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
0: Andrews <laughs> told me so yeah welcome uh Thank tell you. us how have you been and um yeah. what's new with you
2: uh good busy lots of late work nights lots of traveling recently um uh i my company with thomas camp is called studio in the sky and uh our our Busiest months are mm. probably November to February, so we are just getting over that hump right now. Nice, but um, yeah, still a lot. How many going projects on. do you
1: have going on yeah. currently?
2: Oh, uh, probably at least eight. Oh my gosh, simultaneously, oh
0: my yeah. Wow, a lot so going on <laughs> for our audience, can you explain to them? Like, what is studio in the sky and what do you guys
2: sure do? yeah studio in the sky is um an editing company that specializes in trailers and promos sizzles development projects uh branded content so uh yeah brands will just come to us and ask them ask us to do um content for them digitally uh and yeah and sometimes we'll also do um trailers and promos for films and existing tv shows
1: Awesome. And what, what um, or how long ago did you start this company?
2: Uh, Tom Muscamp started it actually about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect timing because I had been the head of, well, the director of post-production for um, a post facility in Los Angeles, and they were shutting down their LA office. So um, this was around the time that he was starting up the company. And it was just, I guess, amazing timing, and I was just going to help out for a while, and then, yeah, it just kind of blew up, and here we are now, three years later,
0: still doing it. What would you say um, got you, started you in the path, um, being producer and editor? Mm,
2: uh, That's a good question, actually. I think that there's always a part of, as a producer, there's always, like, things that are innate in you, mm-hmm. even like growing up, like you, you like making things happen, right? So producers just make things happen. And um, from an early age, I was just kind of that person. Um, and I think just the universe directed me into a position like this. Um, but you know, more practically speaking, I started as um, a PA. I started from the very bottom and I worked my way up to a producer.
0: Yeah. Nice.
1: And now, are you born and bred in LA, or no. where did you
2: where where did you grow up? So I actually was born in the Philippines. So I was born in Pasay, okay. and um, I came here when I was three, um, and I lived all over. Well, I wouldn't say all over Southern California, but I lived in San Diego, uh, lived in the Inland Empire a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and then about ten years ago, I moved to Los Angeles by myself. I, my family still. Um, like an hour east of here, mm-hmm. I still visit them pretty often. But um, yeah, it's L. A. is just a different world completely.
0: I'm, I, I <laughs> Even think a lot of away. yeah, I think a lot of people will agree with you on that. Yeah, <laughs> so now,
1: being the talented woman that you are, mm-hmm. I heard you're a phenomenal dancer. Oh, girl!
0: <laughs> Sample.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll so, do a break. We'll do a battle after. So how did so how did you get your start in dancing in L. A. Um, Yeah,
2: I guess it's also, um, I know this is just like a crazy story. It's honestly just the right place at the right time. Like my story is, I feel like is more of the exception. Like it's not really common um, because my best friend wanted to go to a taping of a show, an MTV show. And I was like, oh, I want to go. So we went Mm -hmm. and um, I saw that they had dancers on the show. And somehow, I met one of the producers and I just asked I mean like I literally just asked I was like how do the girls get on the show and I and mind you like I was very young so call it being naive calling it being bold I don't really know but I mean that's just who I am and I was like how do they get on the show and he's like well they audition and I said well how do I audition and he was like well um, give me a call, we'll set up an interview, and then I went to uh, the production office about like, I wanna say a week or two later, and it was actually at Gower Studios. Okay. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Oh it was at Gower, Gower Studios, and I met him, I met some of the other people in the production office, and that was pretty much it. And I was like, okay, great. And mind you, I had never really been on a professional audition before, so <laughs> I had no idea
1: what I was doing. Were you trained as, well, you were trained as a
0: dancer
2: yeah. prior
1: Correct. leading up to...
2: Correct, yeah. So I had been trained as a dancer, but I had never done anything professionally.
0: Like, how many years of dancing were you, have you done at that point? And type I mean, of
1: dancing.
2: Uh, well, I was trained in jazz, contemporary, ballet, oh. tap, hip-hop. Um, I mean, I had a very, very amazing... Um, dance mentor mm-hmm. dance mentor is actually two of them and uh, i learned a lot from them and i think also i had just always loved dance from a very young age uh but up until that point i had never even thought about dancing in hollywood it was just really stroke of the luck and again like i wish i could give you guys like the secret sauce and be <laughs> like this is what you got to do to like get that audition but honestly i was just I asked, I think if I had to give any kind of advice, I would just say, you know, closed mouths don't get fed, just Mm -hmm. ask for the opportunity. And what are they gonna say, no? Okay, that's fine, but at least you can ask. That's amazing. I mean, I
0: I guess what I'm getting from your stories that ask, but also, be prepared yeah for sure because so
1: I, this is just like such a dancer's question yeah. i have to yeah. ask because uh, i'm always so curious like, so clearly you had to prepare some type of audition uh in knowing the show um you know with wild and out and the type of dance that they did they did. did you just prepare like a hip-hop routine or like what how did you like go into completely it completely just freestyled it did you really <laughs> <laughs> what song what was your song uh, Oh, I don't even remember at this so point. you just um, walk into
0: a room, and then they're like, you pop in the tape, or you tell yeah, and then or not tape. I
1: pop think. in the tape. I don't know,
0: <laughs> CD player. Out this is no uh, longer amateur night, yeah. guys. Laser disc, I don't know. <laughs> <Laser> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You
2: pressed play on
1: a laptop, and music came out of the speakers. <laughs> <laughs> or you
0: have someone come in with a beat, you know, beatboxing yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it was, you see shows like, you know, uh, like, reality shows like, uh, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders yeah. and what their are auditioning is like to dance professionally. Yeah. And I'm sure it's, like, very different, of course, but um, but it always just seems so nerve-wracking and, like, they're so cutthroat, like. Yeah, <laughs> and
2: again, I think it, it was me being young and naive, and I think that actually helped me because I wasn't thinking about, like, I didn't, ha- I didn't feel so much pressure because I didn't have, I wasn't in a room with a thousand other girls, yeah. you know? It was just like, hey, here's me, this is who I am. If you love me, great, if you don't, that's okay. And I've, I've always just had that kind of, um, I guess, mental attitude mm-hmm. about myself. It's like, this is who I am, and I hope that you, you know, can accept that, and if not, then I'm happy to move on. Um, but it worked out great, mm-hmm. and How that How many was- seasons did you do? Is this on record or off record?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Whatever whatever you want to tell us. We'll just say, okay, great. We did
2: it. Okay. I did a season. Uh I did a season and um, that opened a lot of other doors for me. That was, which was amazing because at the time when I got well and out, I didn't actually have a manager or um, an agent. I got that literally by myself. Wow. Just speaking to people and networking. Good for you. Yeah. So that was a really amazing opportunity. And from there I did like music uh, award shows and I did like other music videos and um, and then yeah. And and then I got, I started to transition into a different career,
0: but okay. and that then,
2: lasted for a while.
0: I just, um, cause I was gonna ask you like about how you transitioned, but it something just occurred to me, like just having the confidence itself to ask and just having confidence in yourself Um, and just being able to perform and, like, when it's asked, Mm. would you say that came from, like, how you were brought up or how your parents supported you, like, through the arts because they were already sending you to dancing school, right, and all this stuff, like?
2: Um, You know, my parents... I think a lot of people can uh, relate to this. Like my story about my parents is very similar to many others. They worked very hard. We didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of money. So they had to do whatever they had to do to work. And so I actually put myself through dance. I didn't, oh, wow. yeah, I had two jobs when I was 15. I didn't I didn't ask for any money from them because I mean, they helped me when they could and, and for certain things in life, absolutely. But I tried really hard to not Mm -hmm. take anything from them. And so I did, I think my point is that working and supporting yourself from a young age, you kind of, I guess, uh, develop that kind of confidence Mm -hmm. and that kind of like self-worth and and know that you have to bring something to the table.
1: Um, Do you know what your Myers-Briggs personality, uh, have you ever done it, the test? Um, Oh my gosh, you totally should.
2: Yeah,
1: take we'll Myers like, Briggs. Okay. Do you
0: know yours? Um, God. I don't remember like the breakdown. It's Myers Briggs is like psychology, like personality breakdown. It's a really it's like, long test. With, you oh, okay. know, <laughs> you, yeah, and then it breaks down like you're extrovert, introverted, blah blah blah. It's like mm-hmm. a different mixture mm. of personalities.
2: I feel like I'm I'm like extroverted and introverted can there can you be both?
1: Yeah. So there there's different um you could be like somewhere on the spectrum, like yeah. an extreme extrovert to like almost like your you're a Cereal, hybrid a yeah you're a little killer. bit serial <laughs> killer where do you where do you land there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a little fun quiz okay uh, on Facebook or something okay, it, it's, be a, fun. it's a short version but I'm an ENTJ which is not a common oh, thing yes,
2: I actually have so. seen that on Facebook so mm-hmm. yes. I, I am familiar with it I just haven't taken it yeah. the funny <laughs> thing is every
0: time kind of a tangent but every time I see that like ENTJ I think of like i know j or remember the Jay. singer
1: oh, <laughs> oh throwback so,
0: music <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> along with my laser disc or cd yeah. right Your tape, <laughs> my tape. Your tape. <laughs> i heard that was actually coming back so what? Like i was just talking to a friend of mine Who? and they were saying like they're claiming to like rodney was he talking to you they're claiming like like all the hipsters were like they're trying to bring oh. back cassette tape and like but you have to like the rewind
1: thing. and stuff and like you know how about vinyls well, I mean Just that's back. I think
0: technically. Does it ever go away? I mean, yeah, I think it. I don't went know down about tapes,
1: po- dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the cassette, t- you know, boom boxes, like.
1: I know. Eighties are box. coming back,
0: especially when pl- Ready Player One comes out.
1: Oh my god, I can't wait. For Ready that movie. Sh- sorry, yeah! Nerd <laughs> talk going
0: back to uh, your family. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but um. No, but that's amazing that you put yourself through dance, and like it clearly, it's a, a passion of yours and something yeah, you wanted to yeah. do. And I think like our our viewers uh, should really take heed about take heed with that and like take that to heart. It's like you want something bad, find a way to like take it.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I also feel that when you feel something so deeply and so passionately, mm-hmm. I feel that and this is my experience also is that the universe will manifest that for you Mm -hmm. and whatever your spiritual belief is I mean to me it's just um things will happen for you Mm -hmm. if you really really can believe that that you not just that you love something but you also deserve it and also you're willing to work for it so a lot of people will um want something deeply but like I guess it's ex- just expect it to happen obviously it doesn't work that way right like this right. is a secret right the the secret have you read the book yeah yeah, yeah so it's, it's basically yep. the, that's what it is it's like if you want something deeply like you have to manifest it by believing it and believing that you like already have it and um i am a big believer in that and i also work very hard yeah
1: <laughs> so yeah I, I can vouch for mia's work <laughs> ethic oh my gosh like like she, her, her social media, like it, it's so fancy. You oh, see yeah. her everywhere. <laughs> but the truth is, she's like always working. Like she, you, literally, wherever you're at, you're always working. And, yeah. and I had an opportunity to work with Mia, uh, really work for Mia and Tom, which is quite the experience. And just I, I was so honored. She uh, saved my life a lot. <laughs> I, I was that during time. the Christmas time hustle, which yes. is it was fun. And it, I, um, you know, knowing, knowing how. Uh, I guess, like, from what I saw on social media and just kind of, you know, reading, like, different posts and what you're doing Mm. to really seeing you work in action. Mm. my gosh, like, (laughs) I I, I was so happy to, you know, have you come on as one of our guests because, like, I feel like people, if they don't, the people who know you know, Know. they know. And more people need to know who you are and what you do, because you legit have made things happen on such a huge scale. And it really comes down from your work ethic, like both you and Tom. Don't make me cry.
0: uh, (laughs) Don't make
1: make me cry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because it's so fascinating. Like, you have so many talents from being... A dancer, and then you know, moving to the production side of the house, and really starting from a PA. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, so how did you go from from uh, dancing, and then you said you had all these other opportunities, sure. and then going, uh, starting from literally like the bottom all yeah. the way up.
2: And and you know, that's a that was a time where I had to check my ego for sure and my mm-hmm. pride because I went from in front of the camera to being behind the camera, and um, you know, that's definitely a transition. Mm-hmm. Um I am not above doing that, obviously. I did it and I loved it and I would, and I don't regret it. Um, I was dancing and I was booking, things were great. I still love dance as my passion, but I felt like there was still a void. Like I felt like, and maybe I, I always come back to, I wasn't really making a lot of friendships, like a lot of connections mm, in okay. dance. Uh, For whatever reason, and I met amazing people. It wasn't like I didn't find any friends, but for some reason, I just couldn't, I wasn't finding what I needed. And um, so one day, a friend of mine asked if I wanted to be a PA on a show. And I was like, what's that?
0: Uh, <laughs> and it's a trap. And I,
2: <laughs> he was, and I was like, I have no experience doing that. I don't, he was like, don't worry about it. He's like, it's fine, you learn on the job. And I was like, okay, cool. So then I loved that experience actually. I, and that's where I really connected with people mm-hmm. was on the production side. And I mean, people who know me know that I am a tech nerd and I have that layer <laughs> to me. Um, and I really connected with that and, and um, with with people who are uh, multi layered, you know, I love people who are who have different facets to them, you yeah. know, they're you can be beautiful and smart and nerdy and you know all these different layers and I love that about people and I just found so many of those people in production. Um, So I was doing dance and production for a while and then I started to think like where, where's my path? Where am I going to go? And I decided that dance is still gonna always be a passion of mine. Like if it's something's a passion, it never goes away, right? Yeah. So you'll always just have it in your heart and you'll always do it. But I just decided that it wasn't gonna be what paid my bills. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did another PA job and like more and more, I just felt like this is where I really belonged. And I started meeting some of my lifelong, like my friends now, like my closest friends now. Are, are in production or started in production. And um, and yeah, so I just kind of went with it. And I started as a PA freelancing yeah. on different TV shows for CBS, MTV, um, for I think it was Lifetime even. And then hmm. um, I got staffed. I, I was offered a staff position at a production company in uh, a, a success, a very successful production company,
1: which groomed me basically it was like my boot camp Mm -hmm. i like to call it my boot camp did you see a big difference from the freelance world of production becoming staff like what was what were the uh, big differences that you saw there
2: um yeah i guess the the difference was not having to look for a job Mm -hmm. you know not having to constantly hustle um but i was constantly hustling just in a different way Mm -hmm. like i wasn't networking to find my next job but I was I was networking to get to my next position because I wasn't just trying to be a PA forever obviously so like I want to know hey what do you do oh okay you're an AD oh what do you do you're a camera op or you're an audio mixer I want to know everything about production because I want to know where my path is going to go um and I just have—I'm always fascinated by people in general. Mm-hmm. Like I love people and connecting with them and hearing their stories. So yeah. um, that was—that was my thing at that production company.
1: And at, at what point were you? Did you figure it out that you really want to be a producer?
2: Um. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um.
1: <laughs> like, did you just try out all these different? I didn't. Um, I,
2: I I didn't try a lot of different positions. Mm -hmm. I think I just watched, I observed people, and I was like, I think that's what I wanna do. And also, Mm. um, I was in the field. When I was a PA, I did the field first, Mm -hmm. and I was a set PA, and then I, when I became a, a, staff staff position a staff PA then I was more in post and so that did guide my my career oh, a bit so now it's making sense <laughs> yeah so I started seeing like you know producers coming in I saw editors and I was like oh this is a whole different world like okay um putting the story together that's fascinating to me again like I always go back to the story to people's stories I love the story and that's what drew me to to becoming a producer
0: and going to going back to what you said and as an editor or you know what what did you pick up from those you know the stories like actually let's talk about what shows did you edit first of all Oh
2: like, um, well I want to say I, I'm not an editor I'm a producer so I wasn't editing at that time okay. Oh, okay. at that point yet like I was working my way up from a PA to become a producer okay and so I um, was dealing more with like the supervision of the entire department. Oh, yeah. so
0: yeah, no, that's still a big that's a big deal. <laughs> so you they had to, you basically was the the kind of the management for the whole editing team. Um, like, explain that to us,
2: right? Yeah. So so my journey. I when I was at that company, I was able to see how basically the entire thing, the entire post world worked, which I am so incredibly grateful for, because that is what has helped me build my current business with my partner now. And um, you so I oversaw editors, I helped oversee editors, I helped oversee producers, AEs like I, we had at that place uh, I will say I was still co- I made my way up to a coordinator I, I we had about 40 edit bays oh, so wow. 40 edit bays, 40 editors and producers plus that's not including like Good support staff <laughs> <one. I know. laughs> So there was a time where I think I was working on like seven TV shows that
1: were being broadcasted at once so Mia it sounds like your trajectory Okay, like if a normal person's trajectory, (laughs) I'll try to do this backwards since I know the camera's looking at us, is like this. Right? Mm-mm. I feel like yours is like, boom. <laughs> like, yeah. Up. yeah. And Walter's is like still right here though.
0: Oh. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. It's actually, no, 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 it's true. It's actually going like this and <laughs> went here. And now that I'm sitting next to Arlene, it's going like this. <laughs> I mean. There's a spike <laughs> Never there, down. There's a spike. The up. there's a
1: spike up.
0: Up i sorry.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's so crazy like to hear how many people, you know, you were really managing. Yeah. It's such an early, uh, I mean, like time frame wise, such an early part of your career, mm. and uh, my goodness, it's yeah. Like, and, and the types of shows that you were doing at this point were they um, like were they reality? Were they TV yeah. or television show reality shows? They yeah. were
2: mainly reality. Yeah, at that time when I was um, helping. Um, with those seven shows simultaneously uh, that was a coordinator position where uh, there were there were 40 edit bays producers, wow. editors. Um, the assistants. 40 gave it away. I was yeah. like,
1: whoa, they yeah. have
0: that <laughs> Wh- What age were you at the time if you don't mind me asking?
2: Um, I think I was like 23.
1: I want to say I was like 23. Yeah. Y'all were behind. <laughs> we're behind on on the curve right now. Well, you know,
2: it's that thing that they say in production, right? Like you they're going some you get thrown in and you sink or you swim. Amen. And yeah, and that's just I didn't really even know that I was being pushed into anything. It just—I was just like, okay, I'm here. Let's get whatever we need to do done. And yeah. I didn't even know that that was not normal.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I will give it to you. That's like that's a hustle. Like you were working. That yeah, it's a it's a rare story, correct? But you you hustled and you got the yeah. gig because at 23, I think I was still sobering up from the party the other night. Like, and you were there making stuff happen and. Which actually uh, makes me think of a, a question for you. So, you know, what advice would you give people about, you know, should they perform? Should they go to film school? Should they go to like, sure. or just work in the industry? Like, what's your opinion on that?
2: Um, ooh, that's a heavy question. Because I don't want to tell Loaded. anybody not to go to school. I'm not saying not to go
0: to she school. She said, don't go to school, guys. <laughs> don't
2: do it. I just edited it. So I said, don't go to
1: school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: I was. I will speak from my authentic self and my experience that um, I didn't go to school for this. Mm-hmm. So I, I just hustled. But I know that you need to have certain characteristics, certain traits, certain like qualities, qualities, certain things that I call intangibles. I mm-hmm. always say this. Um, when I hire people, I, I want to know if they've got the intangibles. I want to know if they've got things that you can't teach somebody. I can teach someone how to do a spreadsheet, how to operate a camera. I can't teach someone how to be there when it, it's crucial and how to like show up. And what I mean by show up is like truly be an asset to that team, not just be like, oh, hey, yeah, uh, I'm here. You know, so um, my advice would be if you want to go to school, great still network still network try to do as many projects as possible without like conflicting with your school schedule um, because the more exposure you get the more opportunities that you'll give yourself and it becomes a numbers game Mm -hmm. and it becomes like okay so if I do X amount of projects a year I'm going to be exposed to this many people and from there who knows what could happen after I graduate I will say though you don't have to go to school um, if you can find your way onto a job as a PA, highly recommend that. Um, I even said this as a supervisor when I was um, I would always say if I was ever in between jobs, I w- and I really wanted something that bad, I would offer to work for someone for free that I really admired, not like just anybody. <laughs> Sorry. Some
0: dude on this. Craigslist
1: right, right, right. or something. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, no. That's a no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um you know, like I if, if let's say I had an opportunity for to, to work for like, I don't know, Steve Jobs. I mean, R.I.P., but R.I.P., like, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would have done that for free if I had been in between jobs just because I know that that exposure would have gotten me um, something invaluable. Yeah. So um, if you're not going to go to school, I would say like hustle. You have to network. I mean, I, am writing articles right now about this practical advice on how to get into the industry without going to school in a, in a practical way. Cause it's easy to just say, get a PA job. Right. So it's not, right. it's not always that easy. Um, so yeah, um, I guess I could send yeah. you the link to my article.
0: Mark her words guys. And this is a person <laughs> who hires people. So yeah,
2: I mean, honestly, like when I hire people, I don't look at their school. Is that weird? Is that bad to say? I don't care about where they went to school. I care about their previous work experience, and if they've got these intangibles that I'm talking about. I
1: passed the test, guys. She did with flying <laughs>
2: colors. Yeah, I mean, I saw... <laughs> me and Tom are still like, dang, can we get Arlene back? I mean, yes, it's possible, it's possible.
0: <laughs> well, hold on, my client would request that uh, the raise... <laughs> oh, are you the agent are you taking the 10%? A, I'm a PA agent now. You're, you're the 10%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: When, when you are looking, because um, that was one thing that I noticed, uh, you know, when, when uh, you know, I was working for you and Tom, was that when, when you feel that there's like a need uh, to add more people on, do you just go off of recommendations? Do you, sure. like, do you see the potential like pretty quickly or how quick is it for you uh, when you do your interviews that, OK, this is the person for the job that needs to get done? I usually know right away. I
2: usually know um, a lot of it is vibes if you're going to vibe with this person because you're going to spend so much time with them, you know. So you Mm want to make sure that you uh, feel like you're going to be on the same page. But also, like, they they just get it. And Arlene, you just always get it. Like, you just... I am psychic, guys. Yes. She's amazing. That like, eye. <laughs> she should be on everybody's team. You know like, what she
0: just said, right? She just said she read your mind, and oh, yeah. that's... So she, she just, so she just like... She was cheating, really.
2: Okay. So she, like, implanted that thought. She, incep- in-
0: she was inceptioned.
2: Yes. yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you'll learn one day, Talon, one day. Teach me,
0: master. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll teach you after
1: your hand modeling gigs.
0: Hey, oh. look at these hands. I don't know what to do with them.
1: Ring on okay. it. That's oh. what you do, right? That's what her yeah, the Beyonce does.
0: Show it off too.
1: Happens, guys. I'm waiting. I'm,
0: I'm waiting for someone.
1: Are you waiting for Lindsay to? <laughs> <talk on> <laughs> <when> <laughs> <her ring?
0: laughs> it is the. It's Lindsay, modern times, guys. Here. It's modern times. Women should be able to be comfortable to propose to the man.
1: And by oh, the they way, are, but they don't have to. By the way.
0: Hey, <laughs> Nia is
1: is engaged. Oh yes. And Sorry guys. She Sorry. she's an avid traveler. And where are you getting married at? Would you like oh. to Can you say? Can you say? Yeah, I'm getting married um
2: that's so funny. Uh, I'm getting married in a castle in Italy, Ooh. on a lake, stunning. Uh,
0: by you saying that, though, you do know that people in the Philippines be like, "Why not the Philippines?" I know.
2: <laughs> Trust me, I'm already like hearing it from my family. <laughs> I, and I, I know if I could, I'd have like three weddings. You know, I'd have one in the I Philippines. I mean, you could. I could you you just, just do reception. Sh- everywhere. <laughs> yes, I could. I was even trying to figure out like, how can I get them all over to Italy? <laughs> Uh, yeah, because family is important to me and I would love everyone to be there. Um, it will be a small wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we were really lucky with the venue and we found it like a week or two within um, becoming engaged because we were already in Italy. What city? Uh, it's a place called Lake Garda. It's the largest lake in, uh, in Italy. And it's... Uh, it's fun fact,
0: guys, fun fact.
2: Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like a Lake Como. It's oh, that nice. it's that kind of vibe, basically. Ooh. Yeah. So, can um, I tell a funny story about that? Sure.
1: Mm. so Tom
2: oh, <laughs> Tom. So, oh Tom. yeah should we establish that my partner oh, in yes. business is also my fiance yes
1: and he he is and it's such not, a sweet man it's He's not Tom from
0: MySpace <laughs> <laughs> by the way guys
1: yeah, yeah. No. although who I heard he lives in Sawtelle so kind of oh,
0: by. oh. <laughs> okay. we're on the street <laughs> we're on the street sorry continue your um, story
1: sorry, sorry. <laughs> Rod told me that <laughs> anyways um yeah so uh when uh, when I was working for Tom and Mia and uh, I was just kind of I don't know where you were you might have been like out somewhere but yeah. uh, it was just me and Tom and, yeah. and uh, I was asking him about like you know wedding planning he's like yeah. yeah you know we just happened to be in Italy and uh, I just proposed and we went to go look at this castle and then there was this bride getting married oh yes
0: <laughs> yes that's the story yes mm. <laughs> there's yes. a bride
1: getting married and how, how how did you find out more info oh that's so funny <laughs> okay so
2: so oh, yeah, we're at the castle and I'm like, it, you know, oh, it would be nice to have a wedding here. And I, as we're there, we're like, oh, there is a wedding happening right now. Okay. So, um, you know, I admired them from afar and I was thinking how magical of a place it is to have a wedding there. And then i somehow saw the bride by herself like she was just <laughs> hanging out waiting for i don't know maybe her car maybe i don't know but it was at, it was post-wedding for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. so um <laughs> i think they were like waiting to get go to the reception but she was by herself which i thought was really um, i don't know maybe that was the universe that was serendipitous yeah serendip. exactly that's the word and so i just went up to her as a producer does and um (laughs) and i was like hi congratulations you're beautiful and your wedding's beautiful and um how did you do your wedding here (laughs) and see that go-getter attitude guys and again like i sometimes it comes off i guess being naive and maybe sometimes that comes off as being bold I don't know but it typically works for me nice uh, <laughs> um and she was so sweet and so helpful she gave me uh her wedding planners information
0: oh wow Yes. Yeah. Nice.
2: yeah and so I think it was within the week I had already talked to the wedding planner
1: and solidified everything. Wow! I feel like every time you ask the universe for something, it happens in a week. It's like Sone. done. Like yeah, you're... right, right. And
0: uh, I've asked for Gal Gadot, and it still hasn't happened. <laughs> Are you looking in the right places? Are you looking? <laughs> Just put it out there again. <clears throat> <laughs> well, actually, um, wedding. It's Italy is a beautiful uh, country. And city country. that. It's a country. Uh, well, no, but the city that she's talking about. <laughs> see, what, see what I have to deal with here? See what I have to deal with here? She
2: keeps you on your toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> and um, what's actually, I, I highly recommend too and not, not that you're going to change your plans, but what's really great is uh, have you been to any of the Baltic countries like Latvia, Lithuania? Oh, yeah. and, no, uh, not Estonia, yet. Mm. Lithuania, um, to, uh, Vilnius is Bil- a really beautiful Vilnius. city. Um, and it's uh, when I went there the first time. I went there. There was like tons of weddings happening in like really? old city, in old town, li- yeah. old city center. And it Lithuania. Looks, this is Lithuania. Lithu- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful city. And it's honeymoon.
2: Really, yeah, yeah. 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 I highly
0: recommend it. Um, yeah. and, and because and they, it looks like a medieval town. Like they yeah. rebuilt it.
2: That's I, I'm all about that kind of stuff, especially because we don't have that in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have medieval times.
0: No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> team blue team, yeah. well now and, well, yeah, now they have a queen yes instead of a king another fun as fact as I
1: should <laughs> really yeah.
0: yeah instead of a king field trip yeah <laughs> let's do it <laughs> next
1: episode next episode of uh, voices still am Rodney you see this <laughs> live.
0: live in Renaissance, whatever, uh, medieval times. Plug,
2: sponsor. We can get a sponsor medieval times. Yes. Yeah.
0: Be like, hey guys, why don't you have Filipinos in your show, huh?
2: Are you gonna be the knight? Maybe you'll be the first. I'll be just the there. Igorot. What?
0: <laughs> like Igorot no, not the- medieval times? I'm sure they was existed. No, no. Someone brought him in a boat. I don't know. He <laughs> <laughs> just got a little tangent. Sorry. You can be the
2: halftime show. There the, you go. the disc jockey. See, see. you're, the, the,
0: you're yes. the producer. Let's make this happen. Yes,
1: <laughs> I'll be your agent. It. There you go. Yeah, do this. <laughs> I, I really love how you know every time you're on vacation, you're still like finding like great opportunities, mm. and um, and you know, oh, that hustle is always there. Yeah. Because like, did you guys go to Italy for vacation, or mm. did you guys were um, you guys partly working there when you guys went that trip? We're
2: always on a working holiday, I feel like. Um, So we went there because Tom, uh, he's English, he's a Brit, but he also has um, Italian roots. Hmm. And so we typically go there once or twice a year to visit his family. Um, And so we were already on the way, we were in Italy to be with family. And um, I don't remember, I don't think we worked on that trip. Yeah, we didn't work on that trip. However, we, do work a lot on our trips, actually. Like, we went back to England in December, and we were working on Christmas Day. Like, legit Christmas Day. Can I just say that (laughs) (laughs) we were in a very sweet, charming place in in England. Um, It was a town, like a village, Mm -hmm. and there's not very strong Wi-Fi there. And so we had a client that was that had an emergency and was like, we need this right away um, back in the States. And we're like, okay, so we finished the cut and we're like trying to figure out how are we gonna get this to them? And we tried the upload and it was like the ETA on the upload was, um, I think it was like 19 hours. Oh my Ooh. god! Yeah, for like a three-minute cut or something like what? that. Oh yeah,
0: god. it was insane. Dial up or yeah. something. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. So straight up, like, went into producer mode and was like, okay, how do we solve this? So I was like, let's find a hotel mm-hmm. and let's go sit in their lobby and buy their high-speed internet, and that's what we did. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that like traveling while working does add a layer of complexity
1: mm-hmm. but uh, also I think
2: strengthens your skills as a producer right you know and
1: you just I just remember overhearing like as you guys were packing you know like what hard drives were going with yeah. you which ones are staying yeah I'm like, oh my gosh it's Chris's guys I know
2: <laughs> I know and and part of me wish that you know we had a bit more time just with family but it just comes with a territory and Um, and when you run your own company, it's your baby. Like you want to do everything for it, you know, feed
0: it, make it grow. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So it's not a problem to me to work on, on, on vacations because I love one. I love what I do. And then secondly, um, I feel like my clients are, are important and I want to be accessible to them.
0: And I mean, I guess it's a nice thing too—the fact that you know your fiancé or the person you love works with you, and yeah, he understands. And if he had to work, you understand, or yeah. you're both in the same situation together.
2: Yeah, so, that that does add a layer of complexity working with someone that you love, which oh, I've done another nice. podcast for, by the way, is like how to be <laughs> in a business with someone with your significant other. Is mm, a, it it can be challenging for sure. You guys
1: make it look easy. Seriously, um, you guys are like. These are so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's
2: uh, well because I respect him, I adore mm-hmm. him, I love him, you know. Um, and I hope that he feels the same way about me. Oh, he so does. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Uh, so. I know. But um, I think that is important uh-huh. to to have that kind of mutual respect um, and and to know that you're in you're always on the same team, like regardless of what happens you want to be on the same page because you ultimately have the same goals.
0: Now, how would you say uh, if you guys had creative differences in the past? or sure. you know, How how do you guys try to resolve that? Do we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> we just kidding. Us. No, we
2: do. <laughs> no, we do. Um, we, it's, it, in the beginning, it was kind of feeling out, okay, who... who like the roles yeah, that the you guys roles, were going to take on? Right, yeah. And like picking your battles, what is, like, he and I both are respectful of each other, but I know that if he's really fighting hard for something, that it means that much to him. Mm -hmm. Like, do I really, do I care that much? Like, I weigh, weigh out, like, how much does he care versus how much, did that note really bother me, did that, or that, Thing in the project, you know, does that bother me more than it bothers him, or does he want it more than I want it, and vice versa. So if I'm fighting, because I usually don't fight for super super hard, but if I fight hard for something, he'll listen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it really comes down to is just making sure that both people are heard. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, to me, it's not even about what we want; it's about what the client wants. Right. Right. Absolutely. So sometimes, like, I might not even agree with what our clients want to do, but they're our client. They're paying us. So. And
1: Tom's background is in editing. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Tom's an amazing, amazing editor. Um, he has been an editor for, I want to say like 15, 20 years. Um and yeah, he's done everything from like adverts to um, documentaries to um, big network shows. Now um, he's working on his own feature, it's amazing. And yeah, so he's, he's been all over with different genres.
1: Can you tell us a little bit more of like the different types of clients and projects sure. that you guys have worked on? Yeah,
2: so um, a, a lot of our projects are development projects. So we help people sell TV shows. Essentially, is like a big part of our company. Even though we do a lot of different things, um, some of it is our development slate. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll um, basically do like sizzle reels for people, and then they'll um, take that and try to sell their TV show. And um, we've had some successes with that, and and we celebrate our our client successes.
0: Like, can you name some of these clients and like what are the budgets of these sizzle reels?
2: Um. Uh, previous clients have been like a big client for us is Lionsgate. Uh, mm-hmm. We do, we actually work with I want to say three different teams at Lionsgate, and um, an MGM we've worked with before. We we do a lot of work for um, CBS, uh, NBC, Peacock, mm-hmm. um, and Rogue Atlas Productions and Magical Elves. I have, I mean, we have um, an amazing list of clients that. We've been so lucky to to have and and nurture these relationships um, in terms of budget uh, it really depends on the project mm. yeah uh
0: what's the biggest one you would say if you can say I don't think I can say what's the smallest one ooh. I don't think I can say <laughs> $1,000. Oh, yeah. No, we wouldn't. We probably wouldn't do that. I'm just
2: we, so, we probably wouldn't.
0: For people who job. don't know, um, explain on what is a sizzle reel.
2: Sure. So like a sizzle reel is basically like a trailer for mm-hmm. something that, for a show or, or a film, a project that doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. So um, a client will give, us a script Mm -hmm. with uh hopefully they do most of the time they do and um and footage or maybe they don't give us footage Mm -hmm. and then we create it we're basically creating something out of nothing so we do um offline editing we do graphics we do the vo we do everything so instead of um having to like let's say you're a client. Let's mm-hmm. say you're you're skate and you want have this TV show in mind okay. that you want to get picked up. Instead of you know you giving us um, to do the editing, mm-hmm. then you also have to go find your own VO guy. Then you also have to go find your own graphics person. Then you also have to find like a, a bunch of other things, like someone to put a deck together. Like we can actually do all of that. So you're just talking to one person. It's me. a
0: one-stop shop. So then.
2: it's a one-stop shop and it and that also not only does that streamline the process it streamlines the schedule so we can our turnaround can be super fast wow and and then it also um you don't have to you don't have to worry about finding an edit bay having to rent an Avid system or an whatever editing system that you want to work on you know you don't have to like we provide all of that basically we have clients like we didn't meet for years <laughs> we because they just they just emailed us a, a mm-hmm. script and we just went with it and we just would send them cuts wow. and that was it. yeah and yeah there i want to say there's a couple clients i still actually haven't met but we've known each other for years and you just
0: digitally <laughs> send you just digitally send them the finished product yeah and-
1: that's so true I, I dropped off a gift at um at one of the big studios and um, the, the person was like, oh, are you Mia? I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not her. So yeah. I, oh my
2: God, Arlene, you, you really saved me with that. So we, we sent out, um, every Christmas we tried to, you know, give our clients gifts Mm -hmm. and we were just so bogged down with work that I had no one to run to drop off these gifts. So Arlene just really stepped up and, and was like, well, she's, I'll just drop them off. And, um, And, yeah, sometimes I don't even – I haven't even met the client,
1: so – There's still glitter in my car from the ribbon. Oh, my God. (laughs) That I used to decorate. At least it's pretty. (laughs) (laughs) I I do have a question about social media and, uh, you know, how you you balance that with business and your personal life. Yeah. Um, It's hard to balance that. Um, It's a lot of work, right? It (laughs) is. To maintain social media.
2: It is because I'm – I monetize my social media, mm. so what that means, I'll um, I'll work with brands to to promote a product or a service on my social media, and and you know I don't have a h- crazy huge following or anything. I don't have like a hundred thousand followers, but I do have a niche um, in the market, and um, yeah, so I I schedule out certain posts, but then I also want to be authentic and and show people a, a glimpse of like my world, but. Mm. Um, also, try still try to have it look pretty as in a feed, you know. So, a lot of times, I'm starting to wonder, like, if people want to see more of like the nitty gritty stuff, or if they just want to see like the pretty stuff, like the pretty travel oh, stuff, yeah, or the yeah. or like this the real the real media. like hair pulled up no makeup two o'clock in the morning she always looks fabulous like, at all
1: times of day <laughs>
2: well <laughs> um you know at at night like you know working the crazy late nights like do do people want to see more of that because that is authentic that is real for me um and and Arlene can test attest to the fact that she's gotten emails from me at like three in the morning. And not, I'm not saying that you have to respond. I, I never expect I a mean, response. I feel response. like half
1: the time I was awake anyway. Yes, yeah, you know, you, I'm on team no sleep as well, <laughs> so. I think, she's he, a beast. I think <laughs> he just
0: gave me an idea of like, just my Instagram, just but the real me and just like, just. Just a horde as as many horrible pictures of myself as I can. Just like, That's the a real theme. me. <laughs> yeah, the real me. <laughs> um, I'll just photobomb all of them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> They'll be so like, they know Why it's, are you real? There? <laughs> <laughs> it's real. Um, I just want to ask you uh, before we uh, start closing this down, but like, sure. I just want to like as a coming from reality, um, how do you feel about entertainment in general? Like, um, you know, and the rep- representation of. Uh, asian americans or filipino americans Mm. in it could be reality shows or even in entertainment in general and how do you think uh, how important do you see that
2: oh my god it's incredibly important i think i mean we as a as a whole is so underrepresented Mm -hmm. and there's so many of us there's so i mean you know we want to see stories we want to relate to stories and not just because We've gone through it, but it does really help when that person looks like you or looks like someone you know. It's a cousin, it's an aunt, it's a uncle. It's really, really important, and and so it's important to have projects that that do showcase Filipinos more to me. Um, and any or or even on the back end, like it'd be great to have like you know to see that credit roll at the end and like know that like so many of those um, last names are Filipino or even just or or, or any ethnicity really, just more diversity yeah. in general.
0: Um, now, is there in any projects or things you want to plug and let the audience members know that sure. you're working on? Sure,
2: I have a blog coming out, and I, this is going to be geared more towards. Um, you know, career uh, career goals, help advice, practical advice. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to make it so that it's not just like, be a PA, find a job as a PA, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like things that could actually really be useful. Cause when I came to LA, I had no help. I didn't know, I didn't know really anyone to guide me. Um, and, and so I think these tips would really, really help people get established or even just like use their. Tr- Uh, make their trajectory like even better than it is now.
0: Uh, Do you have, can you share your social media and uh, for people to follow How can they follow you?
2: Oh, yeah. So I'm on Instagram. Um, My handle is at underscore Mia Cortez and then uh, Facebook just find me as Mia Cortez.
0: Okay, Mia. So we have a really quick four question lightning round uh, questionnaire for you. All right. All right. I'm ready. You have to respond as fast as you can. First thing that pops in your head. All right. All right. What's your favorite food?
2: Sinigang. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be my question. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: oh. Okay. And what is your favorite vacation spot? El Nido. Ooh, mm. I like.
2: Mm.
0: Okay. you have one? Um Spike <laughs> <laughs> edit, edit it. Just edit it.
1: Sorry, Rodney, forgive me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Favorite Filipino food spot in L.A.? In L.A.? Ooh. Uh L.A. Rose Cafe? Okay, very mm. good. Very good. Yeah?
0: Uh, favorite Filipino food, actor, or song? What?
2: Food, actor, <laughs> or yeah, song? You uh, can Polveron. choose. Wolveron. I don't, I don't know why that... <laughs> <laughs> and Choconut. And that, Yemma. That and
0: yeah yeah we'll go with that <laughs> but still yes and <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, is uh yeah <laughs>
2: hello, hello. oh my god halo. can i get hello hello now is there <laughs> a food spot over here somewhere it's oh, we're your at high historical habitat yeah, right? high five well, halo for the whole round a whole round of halo. <laughs> all
0: right well thank you for playing uh flash round with us in voices again everyone this is mia cortez I'm Walter Towns. and is our- I'm
1: Arlene Delapena.
0: And you guys are watching Phil Lam Creative's podcast, Voices. Voices. You can follow Voices. us at on Twitter and on Instagram as Phil Lam Creative. Follow us, join us, subscribe. Bye.